Today is Wednesday, February 3rd. The title for our devotional is Greetings. Much of the remainder of this letter consists of greetings to specific individuals in the house churches of Rome. Unlike the seemingly endless genealogies of the Old Testament, all right, I'm being a little dramatic, there are some super important things for us to see in these lists. Today we'll look at some of the big picture things, and tomorrow we will look at some of the specific names. Let's read it beginning in Romans chapter 16. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in Cancrea. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you. For she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend Epinetus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachys. I'm going to butcher some of these names. Greet Apelles, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet those in the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermas, and the other brothers and sisters with them. See, I told you I was going to butcher these names. Greet Philologus, no idea, Julia, Nerus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the Lord's people who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. Whereas I want to make a joke about greeting each other with a holy kiss, I will refrain. It may be difficult to see some of the themes that I'm going to talk about here if you're just listening to the audio devotional. So if you want to do a deeper dive into the text here, head on over to the devotional page where you can see it. And I have color-coded some of the things I'm going to talk about so that you can see them more clearly. Paul goes out of his way to greet a lot of people when you compare this to his other letters. Why is that? The answer is likely that it applies directly to the application of 14 and 15. When we look at the names he mentions here, we see a mix of Jewish, Greek, and Latin names. We can't make too much out of this because many people in the first century had a Greek and a Jewish name. Paul himself, as an example, he went by Paul in Greco-Roman cities and Saul in Jewish cities. But it fits nicely with his theme of Jews and Gentiles being in the people of God together. In the midst of greeting each of them individually, note how often he describes them as being in Christ, or some derivative of that phrase. This serves the purpose of his theme through the whole book. The church consisting of individuals is united in its common identity in Christ. It's also a not-so-subtle affirmation of those he thinks that the people should be listening to. Remember in verse 14, he says that they are full of goodness and competent in knowledge to instruct one another. 
it is largely because of these people here which he mentions. The churches in Rome likely consisted of 100 to 200 people. The folks he mentions here are to be held in high regard, in Paul's view at least, likely because they preach the same gospel that he does. As we will see on Friday, there were some who were preaching a different gospel. From this list of names, most scholars come to the conclusion there are at least five house churches in Rome. There certainly could be more, but there are at least five. The first one is in the home of Priscilla and Aquila in verse 5. The second one is in the house of Aristobulus from verse 10. The third one is in the house of Narcissus in verse 11. Fourth one is uh, the names in verse 14 because of the quote, and the brothers and sisters with them. And then the fifth house church is the names in verse 15 because of the and all the saints with them that Paul includes at the end of verse 15. We should also notice that Paul mentions a lot of women in these greetings. Big picture, this indicates that women played a major role in the ministry of the early church. We'll look at specific women he mentions tomorrow. Scholars also notice that many people mentioned here are likely the names of slaves or freedmen and freed women. Ten of the names Paul mentions here were likely in that category. This makes perfect sense as the gospel is for all people, from the wealthy, powerful members of society to the impoverished and slaves in Rome. As is his theme in the whole book, everyone is welcome in the people of God without distinction. Even the people he addresses the letter to serves the purpose of indicating that glorious truth. This text should remind us that Romans is not an impersonal theology textbook. When we note the number of times he says, dear friend, which is also translated beloved, Paul is clearly writing to people that he loves, or the church that he loves, and to represent Jesus, whom he loves and cherishes most of all. We kind of ran out of time this week, so I don't have any additional content for today or the rest of the week. But for reflection today, think of some of your brothers and sisters in Christ in the church. How would you describe them in a greeting like this? Can you call them your dear friends or beloved or loved ones? Would you describe them often as being in Christ with you? Is there much diversity in those names in terms of the nationality, religious background, socioeconomic status? Let's try to view one another as warmly as Paul views the believers in Rome.